Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Have you always felt a little odd, a little different? The world is crying out for witches to heal and to rebuild. But do you hear its call and will you answer? This is a space for free thinking, where I give you tools to explore and build your craft. We all have a divine spark. Join me each week and grow that spark into a fiery beacon. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft, and I'll be bringing you a one-on-one guide to all things witchcraft and spirituality. This is The Major's Well. Hello, Majors. Happy Yule to my Northern Hemisphere brethren. It's winter in the North, a time to go inside and spend more time in our homes, hopefully. So I thought we could look into house spirits. But first, what's happening this week? It's a dark moon on the 23rd. Watch the skies for the first appearance of a moon that marks a new moon. Obviously, Christmas on the 25th. But this day is also shared with the birthday of Mithras, a deity that was celebrated in Rome but originated from the Middle East. Boxing Day, the next day, but it's also the beginning of Kwanzaa, celebrating African-American culture to January the 1st, culminating in a communal feast called Karamu, usually on the sixth day. It was created by the activist Molana Karenga, based on African harvest festival traditions from various parts of West and Southeast Africa. It's also St. Stephen's Day, stoned to death in 36 CE, He's the first Christian martyr, and he's famous for his work for the poor and to widows. And that's your week. Let's look at house spirits. What is a house spirit? Well, they are a minor deity-like figure that have direct impacts on the family and the household, and they can appear in various forms. It's time to start looking at your home as something more than four walls. Ideally, our homes should give us a sense of belonging, of safety and contentment. The house establishes a bond between itself and its dwellers. 
Traditionally, houses have linked us to our ancestry, a home that sheltered the family line. An odd thought today, perhaps, but think of House Lannister in Game of Thrones, or House Windsor for the British royal family. The four walls that shelter the family have shaped their identity and provided a continuation of their power, as well as how they are perceived by the world. This ancestral link is furthered if family members were buried on site or nearby. And where a home is built holds a lot of energy and power, and construction typically was rife with omens and consequences. The ancient Romans, when choosing a site to build on, would perform various methods of divination to determine if the land was suitable and auspicious or not, perhaps landing on a boundary of a supernatural being who didn't want neighbours. Favourable omens included places where a coin was found, or if animals lay down to rest, whereas a large immovable stone or the ruins of a burned house were definitely places to avoid. The Scandinavians had a slightly different technique, where they would stay the night at the site to see if evil spirits occupied the space. If the people successfully slept, it was a good sign. In Finland, before construction began, it was common to say, Hail Earth, Hail Spirit of the Land, Hail Family, Mother. In doing this, the spirit of the place was effectively recruited to step into the role of house spirit. Sacrificing something, whether it be someone or an animal, was widespread, with the idea that the sacrifice becomes the guardian, also called a genus loci. And the sacrifice pacifies the spirits who dwell on the land. This offering is also seen as the due price for transforming the space from a wild place to one where people can flourish. The sacrifices ease the way to cohabitation. We also find the skulls of horses within buildings stretching back into history, while the skulls and bodies of hens are a more modern substitute. What the building is constructed from can also hold spirits. Within Austria, it was believed that trees were the reservoirs of souls, with some being unlucky to build with, aspen being one as it's considered quite evil, and trees being struck by lightning were a big no-no in case they invited fires into the home. In Germany, it was common for woodsmen to ask the trees for pardons before cutting it down. Over in Russia, a tree was actually planted on the site where the house was to be built for compensation of the timber used in construction. Timing is also key. For example, in Japan, a full moon with no wind in the north, a direction associated with evil, this was perfect. While in Siberia, work waited for a new moon in the spring. This was ideal. Take a step out of our busy world, and this timing makes sense. A structure is being created, it's being called into existence, and it's a structure that's going to be the centre of someone's world, a microcosm. Precise rites have to be observed and performed to give the house an element of the mythic and the sacred. There's also the matter of taking ownership. A common right was to throw a cat or a dog into the house first, as it was believed whoever entered first would be the first to die. There's accounts in France of people passing black chickens. Evil is afraid of the colour black. 
They'd pass these chickens over the threshold and then slitting its throat in front of the front door and spilling the last drops of blood on the door sill. Once again, timing is key for moving in as well. A crescent moon in France and Germany was ideal, securing abundance and increase. Monday, Wednesday, Friday and Saturday were not the best days for moving in in Germany. There's a lot of proverbs that crop up around these days. For example, who moves out on a Wednesday will have little food. Obviously, not good. Who moves out on a Saturday will not stay there a long time, etc. The weather is also another indicator of how things are going to play out. Rain should be avoided and also another little omen is that if anything was broken during the move, or if the stove was moved first, a bumpy ride was ahead. The broom from the previous dwelling should not be brought into the new house, whereas cinders or embers from the old hearth were carried into the new. This all boils down to this transferal of happiness and security from one place to another. In France, when someone is moving house, you can often hear the remark, chance du panettes, meaning they are changing household gods. And if you are living in an industrialized nation in a city, you've probably moved around a lot. When I lived in London for about seven years, I moved seven times. It's hard to feel a connection to a place when our busy world doesn't like roots. Most places in a city are somewhere to rest your head. We think maybe of our parents' home, definitely our grandparents' house, and home sweet home, it hits differently. If the house spirit left the home, it meant disaster for the family. Now in Sweden, this was remedied by going into a graveyard at night on a Thursday and finding an old man's grave. This grave would be dug until the coffin nails were exposed, and taking some, they would be driven into the church altar, and that night marks the old man as becoming the house spirit. But what of the actual structure itself? What beliefs and traditions are around the building? Well, in the Middle Ages, it was common practice to actually make a hole in the wall for the use of passing dead bodies through, so as to keep the threshold pure and untainted. In Denmark and elsewhere, there would have been a specially reserved door for this that was either bricked up or locked after use. This refers to a belief that if the dead reanimated, they could only re-enter the home if someone answered the door to them or they could enter through the door that they left from. This wouldn't be possible if that door was locked or no longer existed. Corners also had special significance, and they were ambiguous if they held good or bad energy. A lot of effort went into protecting these corners, with the heads of various animals buried there, as well as nails and mugwort, apotropaic in nature or averting evil. These items sought to protect the home from lightning and other afflictions. Corners often also held shrines or altars and to Siberian peoples. The darkest corner was where the house spirits dwell, and in Romania certain corners were just avoided and people didn't sit there. Instead, food for the dead was placed and blood from sacrificed animals was dripped in these corners. And in Japan, it was always the back left corner where the house spirits lived. The roof 
it also carries heavy significance because without it, the house wouldn't exist. The strength of the covering was often reinforced by the carving of animals in its beams, the hanging of charms and blessed branches from it. And in China, we see this ritual whereby to ease the passage of a soul of someone who is dying, three tiles were removed from the roof. And in Catalonia, we have this modification happening. A curved tile would be placed in the roof ridge and it would act as a deterrent to witchers attempting to sabotage the property as they attended the Sabbath night. It's also thought divination could be performed on rooftops with a sword, as per a strange rule that pops up in Spain, whereby it bans someone sitting on their roof with their sword in order to see into the year ahead. There's no more details around this practice, but the fact that it was a rule suggests it got legs and that it was a popular custom. There's also accounts of throwing rites over a roof. So a newly married man would throw an egg, and if he threw it far over the roof, he'd be the dominant partner. And if he didn't, his wife would be. Another example is a question would be asked and a shoe would be thrown over the roof. If it lands sole up, it's not a favorable outcome. Prayers and charms could be muttered on the roof to also help mothers to be in their labor. And naturally, there's a lot of protective rituals around the front door, an opening for malevolent spirits to intrude on our space. Branches of laurel, buckthorn, or holly was often placed over it to ward away evil. And as an offering to the house spirits, we see honey smeared on doorposts. This was particularly popular in Crete, and it was also to feed the spirits to keep them on side and ergo ready to fight off evil. Now in Germany, we've kind of got a similar idea where three crosses were drawn on the door at the newborn's height. And it was believed once the child had outgrown these crosses, they actually had their own natural defenses towards hexes and curses. And it was also a popular custom to leave the keys in the door at night, as it was a belief that witches entered through the keyhole. Locks were paid particular attention to during childbirth, plugging them in case the child got swapped for a substitute via this hole in the door. Similarly, those in labour were advised to not look out the windows, as if the labouring mother saw cattle, they could rob her of her happiness. It's an odd belief, but there are a lot of folklore tales around windows that involve misfortune. Throughout Europe, windows were actually covered during childbirth in case demons were attracted to the scent of blood. And if someone within the house was dying, a window was often open to let their spirit leave. And once they died, the window was slammed quickly shut because if the soul was let back in, it was said to cause more death within the household. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Another entryway that required protection was the chimney. Look at how many folk tales involve something getting out or getting in using the chimney. It's a link between heaven and earth. To counter this, often hooks were drilled into it, and from these hooks hung talismans, charms, herbs. It's that sort of idea. You are protecting this threshold. Now, this hook was seen as very important. In the Middle Ages, we actually see this being handed over to the new owner, and it served as an emblem and as the family name. Oaths were sworn by touching them, and in East Prussia, a village actually protected themselves from the plague by carving a furrow around the village boundary with a chimney hook, and it's also thought that the weather could be averted by placing the hook outside. And speaking of chimneys, Traditionally, a home wasn't a home without a hearth. To quote Laurie Honko, a professor of folklore studies, quote, Every hut has its spirit. Wherever there is a heated room, i.e. a hearth, there is a spirit. And if fire is the gift of gods, it's our hearth who are the ones who must hold this gift. If the fire ever went out, this was a very bad sign and that bad luck would be visiting the household soon. However, in Germany, if an epidemic struck, all the fires in the community would be immediately extinguished and only relit once it had passed. If the fire was taken from the hearth, it was accustomed to thank it, and it offered safety against the supernatural, with the belief that the further away you were from the fire in the home, the more at risk you became to otherworldly forces. Now, at night, the souls of the dead would gather around it to warm themselves, and it also sort of links it to this idea that the hearth could be used for necromatic purposes. In ancient Greece, it's reported that a woman cut her arm, she smeared the blood on a laurel branch, and proceeded to use this to sprinkle the hearth with it. Leaning over the corpse of her son and murmuring to him, he answered her questions. It was also common to place a newborn on the hearth as a way to present it to the ancestors as well as the house spirits. And it kind of makes sense as within a lot of homes, dead ancestors were traditionally buried under the hearth. So the hearth is also this place of healing. And this is particularly so in Russia, where stoves were so big, people could actually sleep on them and encouraged to do so for health benefits. Now, in the Holy Roman Empire, this was banned as a pagan practice, and adding to this sort of magical health benefits that it offered, the hearth could also render magic void. For the protection of newborns against the evil eye, we see this custom whereby visitors coming into the house would be asked to look into the fire first before addressing the child. Adding to all this, the hearth could be used to divine the future, known as phonoscopy, with the sounds coming from the fire and the stove being paid particular attention to. 
But the way homes are built has changed. We're unlikely to be building our own. Hearths are no longer, quote, the heart of the home. A notion now belonging to glossy period living magazines and flat one or flat to be hardly gives our abode an identity or personality. Industrialised materials rob us of materials that added a spiritual layer to our home, and nothing is concealed beneath our thresholds. Certainly no horse's heads for protection or sacrificial offerings upon moving in. So how do we re-enchant our homes? Well, tune in next week to learn how. And that's a wrap for House Spirits. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the show, you can get access to exclusive content in my episode description. You can also support me through following me on the social media channels at The Majors Well. And you can also rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. I do read the reviews, I do notice who follows me, and I really do appreciate it. It does not go unnoticed. So, yeah, that is everything that I want to say. And peace out, witches. I'll see you at the crossroads. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 